Welcome to This Week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're welcomed by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good to talk to you once again. We also have a brand new addition to the Loveland staff uh, joining us here now, uh, Site Manager and Assistant Athletic Director Clay George. Uh, Clay, first of all, welcome to Tiger Nation. And uh, first of all, Clay, kind of give us an introduction about yourself and uh, what attracted you and what made you want to be a part of, of, the, of Loveland. And then Brian, behind that, kind of tell us what made Clay such a good fit uh, at Loveland. Clay, we'll start with you. Yeah, um, thanks for having me first off. Um, just a quick introduction on myself. Well, first off, my name's Clay George. Um, I'm originally from a small town called Rushi, Ohio. It's spelled Russia, about 45 minutes north of Dayton. Um, I went to undergrad at Bowling Green State University, and I'm currently a grad student at the University of Cincinnati, which is what helped me become aware of this position. Um, just through some professors and connections there, um, I became more familiar with Loveland and um, saw the position open up. And I was working at or interning at LaSalle down here in Cincinnati. And um, yeah, my ultimate goal is to become an athletic director at a high school. And I saw this position open up and it was a good step forward and getting me into interscholastic sports. And um, yeah, Loveland so far, so far, so good. Um, seems like a great community here, um, a, a community that loves their sports, a school that is highly involved in everything. And yeah, yeah um, it reminds me a lot. My, my school was definitely very small, but um, in the sense of community pride and involvement and everything, definitely relates to that. So yeah, I'm super excited. I've been here for about a week or two and um, looking forward to the future. Brian, what made Clay such a good fit at Loveland? Well, uh, first of all, obviously he's going to be in this field, right? Um, and I made, I made two calls to, to people that I respect. Uh, one, he had mentioned the high school that he was interning for uh, and that, that athletic director said, hire him in a heartbeat. I called the uh, I called the University of uh, Cincinnati um, program director for for uh, for his master's degree and uh, his his words to me were slam dunk. So you know with that and two people that I respect, I thought okay we can't go wrong with this. We put him through the through the grind of the interview process where we've had a lot of a lot of a lot of good people, but obviously uh, Clay kind of rose to the to the top. He's uh, he's a hard worker. Uh, we've already tested out his back you know, as far as carrying things around and, and doing what he has to do. And, you know, he's starting to learn real quick that AD stands for all day. So uh, he, he's doing a good job. We look forward to uh, what he's going to bring to the table already off and running, building those relationships. So we're thrilled to have him. Obviously brings a unique experience being from Dayton down here and, and uh, we're excited for him. So welcome board, Clay. Clay, you're just getting started now uh, at Loveland. As you said, Brian put you through the ringer through the interview process. And now you're, he's testing out the, the strength of your back there. Um, has there been any kind of rookie hazing from your boss? And keep in mind, you're being recorded right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. That that's good. That's good. We we, we wouldn't expect anything less here. So uh, as we go forward, uh, if, if Clay Clay's just getting familiar with with all the the programs and the student athletes uh, at Loveland, so you like might hear him jump in from time to time, if not today, uh, in future episodes of the podcast. So again, we want to welcome Clay George uh, to Tiger Nation. Uh, let's get right into start talking about some of your. Uh, some of your programs here and let's start in the bowling lanes and uh, we'll start with the boys first, Brian, very good show, showing for the team uh, out at the Cardinal classic uh, over the weekend. This was, this is a pretty big deal. I think 17 teams were at this tournament, really good litmus test as far as what you can expect 
come postseason time. Uh, how did Coach Adams feel about the team's positioning coming out of that tournament, uh, heading into the the home stretch of the ECC season? Yeah, I mean, we made it to the Final Four, right? Big uh, big shout out to uh, Sharon Peacock who who did did outstanding, made the uh, all tournament team with a 459 series. So great for him, great for the boys team. Um, I think that you're right. That is, you know, a, a tournament heading into the ending of our ECC, if you will. Um, we went against uh, Walnut, uh, Walnut and Winton Woods the, the, just prior to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw out some names, too, and some scores. Alton French with a 459 series. You know, again, big, strong. Uh, Justin Deerling and Colin Magnan, who also had uh, some good showings, too, individually. So uh, those, those, that team is, going, is strong. Uh, we got a big week uh, coming up. We're heading uh, out uh, to Northwest Lanes against Ross and uh milford at crossgate this week so again back at ecc uh play this week and we are moving strong into the postseason so really excited uh for those teams over on the the girls side side, yeah yeah Yeah. tough loss to west claremont but good bounce backs against winton woods and walnut yeah okay and i'm gonna just shout out ashley gilker again who's doing a fantastic job again you know you're in good company when you look at the at the leaders of the conference and you're in conversation with West Claremont and Lebanon. Those are two uh, powerhouse uh, girls bowling uh, teams. And, you know, Ashley is making her herself known within those ranks. So that team team is, you know, again, we're we're just under, uh, you know, the, the top of the ECC schools trying to make our mark and, um, you know, stay strong for the rest of the, uh, the tournament play. So. Uh, feeling pretty confident about those girls. And again, we've talked, Jason, over and over how much fun it is to watch these guys play, how enthusiastic they are. And, and you know, they're, uh, they do a great job. So looking forward to them competing this week. Both swim teams in, in action at the ECC championships over the weekend, both finished sixth overall. What, do you want to give credit to Colin Blackburn finishing second in the 100 uh, breaststroke there? Uh, how did the team results compare with the uh, coach's expectations uh, going into the tournament or the championship? Well, yeah. First of all, we're one of the only schools that don't have a pool, right? So we don't get to practice that. We've got to farm, farm out our, our location. So these kids are getting up at four in the morning, going out to these places, swimming, getting in wherever we can, um, whether that be with their club team, whether that be with the rentals that we have here. So, you know, I think they, I think that we followed right in to middle of the line. I'm going to give a lot, Jason, if you'll let me, I'm going to sure. give some shout outs to these kids because they deserve, they deserve uh, their names being called out for all yeah. that they've done. Yeah. Uh, working hard this, you know, this season. So you're right, Colin Blackford, um, second with the 200 breath and the and fourth in the 200 IM. We got uh, Landon Temple, sixth in the 100 breast and eighth in the 200 IM. Jackson Farrell, tenth in the 100 back. Evan Lucas, uh, there's our uh, Evan Lucas is our ECC athlete of the week this week too. But fourth in the 100 fly and uh, fifth in the 200 free, and got a, a relay made up, came in fifth place for the 200 medley. We got Farrell, uh, Temple, Lucas, Blackburn, uh, seventh place in the 400 free relay. You got names like Lucas, Farrell, uh, Two, and Blackburn. So, again, kids are training hard, working hard, showing up every day, doing what they have to do. Um, I'm going to head over to the girls if you're all right with that, Jason. Sure, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, athlete of the week, ECC, uh, Kylie Dunlop. Congratulations, Kylie. Great job. Throw out some names. Sarah Lolly, fourth in the 100 fly, fifth in the 100 breast. We got uh, Kendall Hubble, seventh in the 100 back, tenth in the fly. 
Uh, Kylie Dunlop, again, just to mention her name, fifth in the 100 free and ninth in the 50 free. We have relay teams. Relay teams made up of Hubble, Chapman, Lolly, Skeens, 200 medley relay, placed seventh, and also seventh in the 400 free relay, Dunlop, Hubble, DeMoss, and Lolly. So a lot of those names you're hearing over and over again. Uh, you know, the kids did a good job, and they're going to continue working hard tonight. We are swimming at Princeton in our final duel of the season. Just great that we're having this conversation, final duel yeah. of the season. Girls are at 445. Boys are at 745. So we're thrilled that uh, they get to continue on with this season and, um, you know, get to take a stab at the postseason. Clay, let me bring you back in here uh, to this point that Brian alluded to just a moment ago in talking about this swim team. Uh, obviously, as we said, you're 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 new man on campus. You're still trying to you know get to know all the student athletes in the programs. But I want to talk about something that Brian just mentioned there: the fact that this the Loveland swim team does not have a home pool. They have to go out and try and find facilities to practice and to train at. And like Brian said, these athletes are getting up at four, four thirty, five in the morning to go get some work in. You've had some experience, you know, as you said, coming over after doing some work at LaSalle High School. So you've gotten to see some of these student athletes and what they've had to go through during this pandemic to try to get training, extra work and what have you. Uh, what does that tell you about the kids that they're willing to get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning to go where they need to go to get into a pool and, and get some work in? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it just shows you how dedicated they are to be to be successful. Um that's the biggest thing. If you want to be able to compete, you got to put in the work. And um, they've definitely shown that and are definitely, you know, working their hardest and putting in the time. Like you said, getting up at 4 a.m. Um, it's as being as de dedicated as possible, which is great to see you, as an athletic, um, as working in athletics. It's definitely what, what you want to see out of your student athletes. So. And talking about dedication, I, we have to mention our, our dive team as well because mm -hmm. we had our ECC championships from there as well. So big shout out to uh, our three people. Uh, Callie Egan placed third in the ECC. Morgan Eversole placed sixth. And Sarah Mueller placed ninth in the ECC. And uh, so congratulations to those three. And we also uh, yesterday dive at Miami University. Sydney Keel with 12th. Callie Egan, 16th, and Morgan Eversall, 20th. So these girls are always back and forth with one another, trading places, supporting one another, uh, traveling all over the tri-state just to be able to die. So. A, lot, a lot of mileage racking up, but again, the, the work is showing in the, in the results there. So that's a, that's a good thing. Let's move on. Let's talk about your academic quiz team right now. Tied for fourth uh, in the ECC with Anderson at five and three. Uh, overall, and they're going to your team's going to take on Winton Woods this week. And Winton Woods is winless on the year, and they've been routed in in every match thus far. So it's not been a good year for Winton Woods and the academic quiz team side. So going into a match like this, do the do the players look at that and see, okay, we've got a, a real good chance to get a win here, or are they still at a point, kind of at the midway point of the season, of let's just we're working on improving ourselves, we're competing with ourselves to try to get better towards the end of the year. Yeah, and yeah, and I think you're right. Winwoods has, has got a smaller team, and we give a lot of props for them. That's a uh, they're coming over with uh, you know a, a very small team, and they still want to compete. They want it. We contacted them. They're like, oh, we're all in. We're giving everything. We're putting everything on the line. So, uh, big shout out to to Winwoods. But this is the, for this week, Jason. It's more than just you know competing against Winwoods. This will be our senior uh, night. 
recognition. So it's actually going to be the first, because of the size, it's the first time we're going to be able to allow our senior parents to come to an event. So we're very excited for that opportunity and for the parents to come watch their kids uh, compete. So, um, you know, I want to mention some seniors here, mm -hmm. Jackson Crane, Madeline Killian, Alexander Lemon, and Ryan Smith. So congratulations to all of those seniors. Uh, again, we you know, our boosters does a fantastic job. They, we bring in a photographer, um, they give the, the moms flowers, uh, corsages, and then, you know, we take pictures, uh, have a professional photographer come in and do that. And also our boosters always supplies senior dinners uh, at Tony's restaurant, uh, greatest steak in the, in the tri-state. So excited for all those. <laughs> Kids, they're really excited to, you know, to eat dinner there, uh, high class. So yeah. thanks to Tony's and our boosters and uh, to our academic team. Yeah, and most importantly, there uh, uh, honor honor mom because if because you know if mama's not happy, nobody's happy, and so uh, we got to keep mom happy there. Uh, Clay, let me bring you in uh, on that in particular. The fact that we're able to have a senior night for these academic quiz team members in a year where we weren't sure if we were going to have any kind of season let alone having a senior night here. I have to imagine, even as you're getting familiar with everybody there uh, at Loveland, that's a pretty cool deal that we're able to, to pull this off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, no matter what they compete in, whether it be the academic quiz team, basketball, or whatever, swimming, you always want your parents, especially the senior parents, to be able to see their, their kid compete for the last time. And so I know the students, as well as the parents, definitely are going to appreciate this opportunity um, this Wednesday night when we face off against Witten Woods. And we'll be certainly keep track of that and see how they do uh, going into uh, next week's program. Let's move on to the wrestling mats here, Brian. Uh, some team got a team got some time to get some uh, extra training in right now. So a little bit of, a little bit of time to fine tune, I should say. This past week, uh, slated to be back in action. What's the upcoming schedule look like for your team on the wrestling mat? Well, I'll tell you, Jason, if I can just backtrack for one second, the reason sure. that we didn't have a big heavy uh, load this week is, yes, rest, right? Part of that is that recovery that that we need. We're, get, we're still – kids are still getting in their matches. They're going to – you know, I was talking to Chris Weiser, the, our wrestling coach. These kids are going to have 30 matches in these varsity guys by the end of the year. That's that's normal. So we're, we're thrilled that that's happening. But we hosted a JV uh, dual tournament here. Um, it was – in this past weekend so you had teams and this is jv so you had west west claremont beaver creek lakota east milford and lebanon and loveland i mean some of the best in this area uh for the jv kids to see that type of competition you know uh it, it was it was outstanding so we ran it just like our varsity um the week before uh and, and it was great all the teams were outstanding it was fantastic we got a lot of uh experience in so we're thrilled for those kids and their development you know as, as they're going through the program on saturday uh we will face off in a duel uh against kings so with our varsity so again you know um you know keeping it light for right now before we start to get in the postseason everybody staying healthy um and uh injury free so that's what we're after Speaking of Kings, your uh, boys basketball team was able to uh, pick up a win over Kings and uh, since we last talked there. So a big win there. And, and, and even more so, Brian, dating back to our conversation last week when we talked about all the close losses your team has had over the last couple of weeks, you know, you know, the double overtime game, you know, the five-point losses, four-point losses, what have you. They've all been very close and have not gone your way. 
Now they get one back in a very tight game. It was back and forth against Kings the entire way, and you wind up getting the win. Drew Gleason goes for for 16 points in the game. He's a major factor there. How how big was that for their confidence to finally see, after all the trials and tribulations of all the close losses, to get it turned around and get a close win in, in the league? Yeah, and again, th- this team is very resilient. They understand what's in front of them. They, they understand the talent that they've been playing, how good the teams were in front of them, uh, how close the games were. Uh, and, you know, they knew what they had to do to, to, to get over that hump. And yeah. they came together. And like you mentioned, Drew Gleason, 16 points, uh, four rebounds, an assist. Uh, I think he went for two, two for two on the free throw line uh, and did some other things as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's all starting to click. You know, Jason, that's why we want that second half of the season. Yeah. Now we're clicking. You know, we just got to we got to stay healthy um, and and, you know, make our drive. And it's coming up again. We don't have any games this week, but um, starting that first week of February, uh, we have four games. And then that second week of February, we have four four games again. So, I mean, it, it, it's on. Um, and, and I think, you know, if things go our way. We'll be just fine. It's starting next Tuesday. You're slated for eight games in an 11-day stretch, so that's going to be more than difficult there. Now that we're in a little bit of a break right here, does that help? Does the close win over Kings help your team even more now that they have that being the most fresh result in their minds? They were able to gut through a tough game and get a win, and now they've got a couple of weeks to have that in their mind going into the to the home stretch. I think it gives them a little bit of breathing room, right? It says I think it says, hey, look, we we are a good team. You know, we can win big games. You know, look how far we've come. And now let's continue just to keep the throttle down. And so what? We've got we've got eight games in a couple of weeks. Oh, well, this is what we're born for every day. You know, it's every day's game day. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're excited. Let's move over to the uh, the girls side here. And, uh, you know, we, we talked last week about the the surprising loss to uh, to Walnut Hills. So you do have you do have the one loss in league play now. And then you bounce back, though, after a, a non-conference game, non-conference tough loss to Roger Bacon. Good Roger Bacon team, by the way. Very good. Yeah. And, and but nevertheless, you come back now this past Saturday, go on the road to Milford and you've got to grind one out. This was not an easy one. But that's what happens sometimes in league play, especially on the road. You've got to gut it out. In fact, you trailing going into the fourth quarter, and you wind up getting the job done uh, 45 to uh, 39, so you stay on top of the league. And one young lady I want to talk about that was named ECC uh, Athlete of the Week, uh, Sophia Kapsakevich, a, a big game for her coming off the bench. You know, She winds up with scoring the go-ahead basket in the, in the final stretch, a team-high seven boards off the bench. And this was coming off of a, a, a kind of a tough week at practice where – and she didn't even play in the Roger Bacon game because it was it was just a tough week. And we, Coach Parker talked a little bit about that uh, on on a social media. But to see her bounce back, come off, accept what happened against Roger Bacon, come off the bench against against Milford, and be a major factor, I, I have to imagine that gave the entire team a really big boost. Yeah, I mean, I, she made that bucket that put them in the lead with just what, you know, several seconds, 25 seconds, I think, left is, is what it was. And that, that kind of brought them into the lead. Into the lead. Uh, Sophia is a defensive player. So to see her shoot, it doesn't, it doesn't happen very, very often. She is strong. She is, she is athletic. Um, she's also one of our uh, girls soccer players as well. So she's a strong defensive player. If you ever see her throw a ball in on the sideline, um, it, it's pretty impressive. Um, 
And uh, so she does the same thing on the basketball court too. She, she's a force to be reckoned with. Um, she's young and she's starting to learn, you know, how to move, uh, you know, on the court and how to be even more physical uh, than she already is. I don't think she realizes, you know, the potential of her as a, a physical dominant defensive player uh, with the ability to shoot and score. So I think that's starting to come along at the right time. Uh, and, and obviously the team, you're right. We rallied around that. And uh, I think that's going to, you know, take this into this postseason and make us coming off the bench even stronger. A tough schedule coming up for sure. A lot of games in a short period of time. Talk to uh, touching you, Brian, with that, about that in just a moment. Uh, Clay, let me bring you back in here with this uh, girls basketball team. They're one of the best in the area. Coach Parker, we we talked here on the podcast about everything he's going through with with his health challenges. Uh, how long did it take you to realize and maybe and learn how good this girls basketball program is? Yeah, I've been able to watch a couple of their games, including that tough loss to Roger Bacon, which, like you said, Roger Bacon is, has a great team. I believe a couple of girls going D1, actually. And ultimately, I believe that game um, will help us going forward, especially coming in tournament. We're going to be seeing a lot of um, competitive teams like that. But yeah, um, all our bench, our starters, everyone, they contribute real well. They're exciting to watch, and um, I look forward to continuing to watch them. So, yeah. A big week uh, coming up here. Between now and the next time that we talk, you've got four league games scheduled. Little Miami, West Claremont, Turpin already has 10 conference wins because they've had a few more games than you at this point. And then uh, Kings as well. A really defining week that, you know, you come through this week, if you're able to get all four of these games, you know, you're you're sitting in the catbird seat ahead of that Lebanon showdown a week from now for that league title. So, a uh, big week coming up. We'll certainly be looking forward to talk about it on next week's show. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the the cheer championships coming up uh, this this coming weekend. Uh, we saw a couple of clips of the team uh, yep. performing on uh, social media over the weekend. We don't want to give too much away because we don't want to spoil what the routines they have set up uh, for the cheer championships. But uh, Brian, how, how are they feeling going into that championship, and uh, how would they feel their chances are to to uh, dethrone Milford? Oh, they're going to compete as hard as they can. They've been in here every week, just going after it, getting after it. And you saw the hard work uh, this this week of those clips that we had put out on, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, these girls, I mean, their faces were red. I mean, they were working. <laughs> Uh, it is so important to them. Um, they have a lot of pride. They put a lot of work into it. Uh, the parents are all in. You know, the parents are in there helping us get the mats in beforehand, helping us get the mats out afterwards so that the game can continue, you know, on on, on pace. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Coach Ship, Co- Coach Chrisman have done an outstanding job. Girls are in, like I said, every you know, twice a week just getting it done. So we're we're excited. You know, they're going to do the best they can. And yeah, if you know, obviously we can dethrone someone and, and take that trophy and raise it high above our heads. Obviously, that's something we'd really like to do. Clay, have you been able to give them any tips in your short time there? <laughs> I don't know if I can help much with cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see we'll see what you can pick up there and, and maybe help them going forward there. But uh, again, good luck to them in the ECC championship uh, this coming weekend. Uh, lastly, before we uh, wrap up the show here, want to talk about a, a big event in terms of the entire scope of the uh, the athletic department here, and that's the Tiger Ball. Uh, obviously, it's coming up here soon. Uh, things are obviously going to be a little bit different uh, this year than they would under a, a quote unquote normal scenario. Uh, Brian, take us through kind of the the 
the A's and B's of the Tiger Ball, what it's all about, and then how it's going to run this year. Yeah. So this is our biggest fundraiser uh, for our athletics, um, you know, seven through 12. Our Loveland Athletic Boosters are, are second to none. Uh, these guys are hard workers. They are determined to just create the best environment they can for our student athletes. And certainly, obviously, they're very intelligent, creative people. Uh, Stacy Lund kind of, you know, leading the charge with this Tiger Ball. Again, like I said, it's our biggest fundraiser. What they decided to do is to break it up. You, you essentially have from February 5th to February 14th to have uh, the Tiger Ball your way is what the theme is. And you can find that on lovelandathleticboosters.com. But it's a virtual event. Essentially, you're going to host a small little uh, dinner, no more than 10 people, you know, within what, what you're what you can do uh, given the standards um, and there's going to be an auction online people are going to bid over that two-week period um, and they're asking everyone to pick up you know uh, local food and, and you know have the tiger ball in their house uh, you know whatever maybe theme it up whatever it is so we've got people from all over uh, you know Loveland uh, chiming in to do that so we're really excited for this different alternative of having Tiger Ball your way and continue to raise the funds uh, for our student athletes. And, and so that our kids don't miss out um, on anything as, as just like we did in, in years past. So very thankful uh, for our, our boosters organization who, again, in times like this, uh, come up with these creative solutions. So thanks to them. And then it makes it makes all this possible and allows us to talk about these student athletes each and every week uh, here on the podcast. Clay, great having you on here. Congratulations on the new position and uh, welcome to Tiger Nation. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Brian, great talking to you once again. Look forward to it a week from now. Thanks, Jason. See Tiger Nation the next week. Absolutely. That is Brian Knatzer and Assistant AD Clay George joining us for this week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on lovelandtigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.